station, your radio station, our radio station, 91.3 FM and 95.8 FM stereo. Sunday Live on 91.3 FM stereo. Sunday Live. Welcome back, 42 after 7 in the AM 0829-913-913 is your, um, SM, your WhatsApp line. This is how you can reach us this morning. And intimately throughout the program, you can give us a call zero two one four four two three five three zero. Now, South Africa has seen a rapid rise in the second wave of COVID-19 infections as our health systems under enormous strain. According to Health Minister Dr. Zwilim Kize, the department welcomes a boost in resources of 2,367 medical interns and 1,693 medical community service practitioners, which would form part of the 7,895 community service workforce. Joining us online is Ms. Eleanor Roberts, Provincial Chairperson, Western Cape at Democratic Nursing Organization of South Africa, to unpack this discussion. Good morning, Ms. Roberts. <coughs> Good morning, how are you? Right. And thanks for having us as the announcer. Absolutely a pleasure, ma'am. And how are you doing? I am okay under the circumstances. Without doubt, without doubt. And I'm sure, um, you know, in as part of the healthcare working force, uh, uh, you know, any form of extra added assistance is always welcome. So how do you feel about uh, 4,000 fresh doctors being employed by the health department? Oh, as the noter, yes, we do um, really welcome the what we call it the all hands on deck approach. Mm-hmm. So we are we welcoming the the, the oldest conserved doctors that we need to that need to come and help us in the institutions. However, we are a, a nursing organisation, mm-hmm. and um, for, as a nurses organisation, we would also would like to see that our nurses community service doctors are, uh, nurses are also being appointed as now being advocated with us young doctors mm. and it's not widely advocated because they, even from our young nurses who is graduating this year or already graduated finished in December is sitting with our post. Mm-hmm. And there is nothing being advocated as to young nurses, graduates, that is going to be um, absorbed in the in the pandemic during COVID. Mm-hmm. So as the nurse, uh, we welcome that, like I said, the all hands on deck approach, but we would have loved to hear about the nurses too that is being absorbed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, is there any particular reason provided by different stakeholders as to why there's no posts available, why there's no uh, employment available for them, for the nurses? What is happening, especially in Gauteng now, the the contract came to an end on the 31st of December and it has not been renewed. So what happens every year, and it's not this year, it's year in and year out for how many years that as a nurses organization, we advocate that in January, February from the previous year, the department knows how many conserved nurses are going to be uh, finishing the end of December or January, in the, the case of Western Cape in January. So then they will say, if it comes to the end, there's a process that needs to be filled to absorb them and filling the post. So this is not what's happening. So what's happening is that it's still that process. 
that of interviewing and recruitment and selection that need to be done now at this moment. Our student movement is, as the NOSA, is busy taking this issue up once again like every year. So, so there's no actual issue as to why they have not been appointed on a quick basis like this um, ComServe doctors that finished now. Hmm, interesting. I think that's, uh, uh, and in terms of, of you know, Denosa being a larger uh, representative organization or trade union to present nursing interests, have you all managed to gain support to, you know, um, uh, force or put pressure on the National Department of Health in order to ensure that nurses do get employment? Thank you. Every year we do put um, force on the National Department of Health. Even now this year we're doing it again, but more vigorously. Because we, were, we would have thought that the National Department of Health would come to us even in March, knowing that this conserves finished in December in January, to come and say that, that nurses need to be employed. So as the NOSA, we are putting real pressure on them now, especially in terms of the COVID pandemic, whether I think they don't respect our nurses also, that they could have also been employed, taking into consideration that they would be of great help to the community of South Africa during this pandemic. So our student movement, as I said, is putting pressure on the National Department of Health, same as in the provinces. Mm, absolutely. Now, what are some of the challenges that nurses themselves have faced uh, uh, during the pandemic in terms of uh, resources, in terms of support uh, and other challenges? Thank you. Um, the challenges nurses, I must say, are really demoralized now. Mm-hmm. As I am sitting here and as we are hearing from our members out there, the challenges that they are finding with is that obviously we know that um, their colleagues are dying, their family are dying, they are risking their lives out there. So after the first pandemic, first COVID, uh, a search now it's a second search so there is not the necessary resources for them there is not the necessary support department of health in terms of metropolitan health do give them support however it is minimal support because because of the anger that nurses currently have within them because they were not paid the increment but it's not about money it's, it's the issue is that every time they just hear a thank you for what you are doing they hear it since the first uh, wave and now it's the second wave and there is not that resources there is not staff in the in the institutions they go on isolation they are not being replaced the the, the actual working conditions in COVID is not being properly looked after in the hospital for the nurses so they are very very demoralized i don't know if you heard about the increment the the, the cost of living adjustment because the medicals is going up policies is going up nurses did not get money as if they are not part of south africa mm-hmm. so that is the challenge once again we said it's not about money because our patients come first mm-hmm. but then look after our mental health also because we are risking our lives since the first wave of COVID and now again but every time we just hear a lousy thank you from the Department of Health Mm -hmm. thank you 
No, I think that is uh, um, that, that is definitely a concern. You know, mental health and exhaustion is something that's been troubling all healthcare workers across the front. Now, in terms of, uh, would you say that uh, nurses in the private sector are also facing similar challenges? I would say that because they are nurses, they are also facing the same brunt, like what they do in the community, in the in the public hospitals. The public hospitals is overburdened. Usually, the, the what you hear is that it goes better in private. But as at now, it's the, they are following the same the same scenario, like in the public hospitals. However, I believe that in the public hospitals, in the private hospitals, which um, they uh, gave nurses some money for working in COVID, it's been taken away subsequently, but it's been it, it's been retained in some of the private hospitals. So that is a little bit of a of a solace, but also not. The issue is the the, the working conditions. So so. To answer your question, it's the same in both situations. Wonderful. Thank you. Sure thing. Now, it, there was always concern about, uh, you know, hospitals supplying adequate PPE. Has that been a problem in the state sector? That is a problem since day one. Even in the first surge that we had, in this problem with PPE, a shortage, or if there is PPE, then that the procurement um, processes is not being taken place. Maybe one hospital will order thousand, while there is other hospital that won't order. And I'm now making example of masks mm-hmm. because of the the. the, the uh, procurement processes, as I say. At the moment, we're sitting with the, the issue of KN95 masks, which is so important for our nurses, where it's been said that it does not uh, uh, comply with the, with, with the standards as per SABS. And what we note, and we did bring this under the attention of the government, but nothing is being done about it. We are just at that we must, in the, as for Western Cape been said, you must just keep your KN95 mask with the um, surgical mask underneath. But that is going to bring other problems. We don't want that. We want proper PPE, especially masks for our nurses. And as the NOSA, we are currently doing legal processes. We're getting legal advice. If our PPE is not going to be correct within a certain time, the NOSA is going to take the necessary steps against the department mm. because especially with the masks and, and our uh, protective clothing is very important for mm. our nurses and we're trying since day one of the COVID for to get proper PPE in and up till today it's not up to standard the, the, the moral of the story irony is that we hear about PPE fraud and that but we don't see what is happening to those that is committing to fraud we don't see them going to jail or being punished. We don't see and hear about them. The question is, is something being done about it while the people, the frontliners, is is in dire straits. They are angry about them, crying out, but the, the, the department don't do anything on it. Mm, absolutely. So there is not adequate PPE as it now. I think so. I think that is the important component that, uh, you know, you need PPE to work in a COVID situation. Do you perhaps have statistics of maybe, uh, uh, you know, across South Africa or maybe in the Western Cape at least, how many nursing staff have been affected by uh, uh, COVID-19 and uh, how many of them have unfortunately passed on? Yes, 
as we are sitting now, we don't, um, uh, we cannot say as for Western Cape how many has been affected. Uh, but what we can say is that in the second surge, it's about almost 20 that passed on due to sure. COVID-19 in the second surge. And that would be within and, the last um, month only. For those that have been infected, uh, uh, changes on a daily road. We don't have that as of now. Wow. So 20, I mean, just in the last month since the second surge, uh, 20 of our frontline healthcare workers have passed on, hey? I'm talking about nurses Nursing, only. I'm yes. not talking about ambulance drivers or other healthcare workers. I'm talking nurses because we, not that we don't care about the others, but we care about our nurses. No, absolutely. So we do on this definitely. Without Thank doubt. You. Um, there was there was some media reports uh, some time ago about... Uh, um, recalling nurses back from retirement, you know, because of their expertise and because of their special interests and how they're able to, you know, function in specific environments like theater nurses or ICU nurses. Uh, ha- have you heard anything along those lines? There is been a, a contract that is being out there for nurses to come back to the department. Um, uh, but now the irony is that um, from this nurses, it's also been called by a, 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 what they call a, a non-governmental organization, where a contract, because from a contract point of view, there's certain benefits that you are getting. So there is from the contract that is being called by the government, however, it is what they call an NGO, so which means many nurses are not entitled to the contract benefits as per Department of Health. So Department of Health did call some nurses back. We don't have stats, but nurses are being called back. But our issue that we are taking up now is that why is it that some nurses are, are benefiting against others that is not benefiting in terms of monitoring, being called back to come and work during COVID, if you understand. Mm. Because that is discriminating towards some nurses. And with the, with the NGOs that have been appointed, they call they, they also call healthcare workers in which uh, home-based carers, where sometimes they will make use of the home-based carers in the institutions as nurses, whereby they they are not nurses and that is a concern for us we are taking it up at the moment because the registered nurse is 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 responsible for everyone in her environment so if anything goes wrong to the patient mm-hmm. then the registered nurse will take the brunt if a home-based carer is there to assist the patient in something help. But we do welcome all the help on deck and the department is taking, they did do the necessary contract um, appointees and people are being appointed but it's just how they are being appointed. So mm. that is what the NOSA is looking in. So the department is is playing its part and we welcome that but um, it must be done properly. Absolutely. I think that's a, that's an important component, you know, about it being uh, done in a manner, in, in a way that is uh, accessible, transparent. And I think, uh, look, um, as much as the expertise is needed, I'm sure you would also agree that there has to be employment for the younger nurses who need their training and who are uh, able to withstand the long, difficult hours for them to also get employment, right? Plus, 
precisely, but this is not what's happening at the moment because uh, there is very minimal. Our colleges has been closed, mm-hmm. so there is very few nurses that is being appointed to go and study. Even from our nurses who's working five to ten years, it's a very minimal in the Western Cape that is appointed to go and study. So we are here for this year. I'm talking this year, 2021. So we are worried about the future of nursing. What about the pandemic now? Mm-hmm. So that's less than 100. So we are really worried what about the future of nursing if the department don't employ nurses and close colleges. And that is a cry from the NOSA for many, many years already. Absolutely. I think that's, uh, you know, a long term chronic. And we can see that, you know, the cracks are falling, um, Mr. Roberts, in terms of where um, we've got this pandemic in front of us and all the issues that were underlined previously are now coming to the fore. Exactly. COVID have, have brought many, many flaws out for all of us, whether it's the community, whether it's the workforce, whether it's the government. COVID has brought many flaws to the fore and we can only go forward in terms of lessons that we are learning. And and by right, we should have learned from lessons since the first search, but it seems not because in the second search, we are not ready, definitely. We are not ready. Communities are not ready. We don't come to the party. Communities don't assist us. Government is not doing what you did previously with the first search. I mean, if you work, walk into the mall as a community member, you don't see that urgency of securities doing the necessary giving you a little bit of sanitizer and all that. In the institutions, the COVID ward is opened just so on an ad hoc basis, while previously there was adequately planned for that. So we are not ready with this thing. So there was a lot of flaws that, that, that COVID did show us as community, nurse, workforce and as government. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, Ms. Roberts, thank you so much for sharing light and giving us inside information about what's happening on the ground and uh, issues that nurses, junior doctors are facing the rest of the country and uh, one can only wish you well and prosperity and uh, uh, obviously thank you for all the good work that uh, uh, nurses are doing you know in terms of front lines all the best to you. Yes, thank you so much. And from our side also, we want to say to the community, please assist us because we're not in the front anymore. Depending on you, on the community now, they must assist us and they must not get serious only when they are being affected themselves or their family is affected. We must all take hands together in this and thank you for everything for you too. Absolutely. A pleasure. Go well, Ms. Roberts, and have a lovely one. Thank you so much. Now enjoy the day. Bye bye. Okay, Ms. Roberts, the chairperson of Tenosa Western Cape, speaking to us. We can hear from her voice. It is really, really difficult out there. So let's do our part. Let's keep safe, inshallah. Well, it is eight on the head.